Hey everyone, welcome to another great episode of the Smooth Business Growth Podcast where we share 15 minutes of fast-paced, pure marketing strategies proven to move the needle in your business. So I'm your host and captain, Lindsay Phillips, and I'm the founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth where we help busy entrepreneurs attract and acquire customers faster through powerful and consistent content marketing. And we will be getting killer strategies today from LinkedIn Ads Pro, AJ Wilcox, founder of B2Linked.com, a LinkedIn ads specific agency and official LinkedIn official partner that manages among the world's most sophisticated accounts worldwide. So let's set sail. Thanks for coming on board, AJ. Ahoy, Lindsay. How are you? <laughs> Good. I love the sailing theme. It's so fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, we were kind of talking um, before the, the interview started and that, you know, I have some clients that are dabbling in the sponsored in-mails, um, which I love. But of course, there are a few different ways to advertise in LinkedIn that I think people don't realize. Can you kind of break those down? Yeah, absolutely. So there are three different types of ads that we have access to if we just go open an account right now. Mm -hmm. First is going to be sponsored content. And those are the ads that appear right in everyone's newsfeed. And just as like a, an easy to remember rule of thumb, this is where I tend to start. Uh, it's oh, the okay. highest level of engagement in the cheapest kind of ad that, that you can get. Um, and takes up the most real estate. So uh, be aware, this is probably where you want to start. The second is called text ads. These are little ads that show up in the right rail of, uh, of different pages on LinkedIn. Um, they've been around since 2008. And, you know, they've been sitting there in the side rails, very few people realizing that they're there. So they have really low engagements. So these are a, a hard ad to make work uh, if you need a lot of volume, but they tend to be less expensive than, uh, than the other ad units. Um, and you only get desktop computers uh, coming because oh, interesting. Um, you don't see those ads on mobile, which is nice. And then the third that you just mentioned is sponsored in mail. Mm -hmm. These ones aren't charged the same way as the other ad units. Um, the other ad units, you only pay when someone clicks on sponsored in mail, you pay per send. So you're probably going to pay somewhere between about 35 and 85 cents per person you send it to no guarantee that they're going to open it, let alone um, click on it, let alone see it. So you, you pay like regardless of how many it's how many you send and that's it. Exactly. So if you have a subject line that makes it feel like a mass mail, you're going to have a really, really expensive cost per click right. versus if you were to do sponsored content, you know, you're only going to pay somewhere between six and $9 uh, per click, regardless of how much volume you drive. Gotcha. And I remember doing LinkedIn ads for a client. It was a couple of years ago. And I remember the graphic being so small and not being <laughs> yep. able to take advantage of that visual part of it. Were they only, because I can't remember now, but were they the only ones that were like on the right-hand side? They weren't the content ones? Yep, those are those text okay. ads and they are, they are still 50 by 50 pixels. So you got to tell a pretty extensive story in 250 total pixels. It's difficult. Uh, sponsored content's nice though. It's the same size as Facebook. You get 1,227, yeah. much more real estate. Awesome. Now, how do you know which one's right for you? Um, sponsored content seems like the, the real no brainer, uh, okay. just because you can get really, really targeted. The issue is the natural click through rate of a text ad is 0.025%. Okay. 
And that means 2.5 people clicking out of every 10,000 times that, that ad is viewed. And so if you're being really hyper-targeted, like, hey, I'm going after only the CEOs in the Fortune 500, for instance, right. uh, you're just going to have a campaign that doesn't spend anything. You might get one click every couple weeks. Um, whereas with sponsored content, they can have click-through rates in the third of a percent to one and a half percent range. And that means from a really hyper-targeted audience, you can still drive some traffic. So I recommend starting there. Um, your cost per click on text ads is somewhere between usually about two and four dollars. And on sponsored content, it's usually between six and nine, but you can always bid down. Gotcha. And so who are the sponsored in-mails um, best suited for? So the type of offer that seems best suited for these, from my experience, tends to be either an exploding offer that they have to pay attention to right now or they're going to miss out. So you really stroke that FOMO, that fear of missing out with them. Something like there's going to be an event in your area, you are exclusively invited, put it on your calendars now. That type of thing works really well. Uh, also a, we want to interview you for a job, we want to give you something special. We want to invite you because of who you are. Those tend to work well. If you're just reaching out to someone saying, here, we'd like you to talk to our sales guy. Uh, it's just, it's not going to be. Yeah, that's really salesy. Um, what about like leading them towards like a lead magnet or just sharing content so that they can start liking you and engaging and understanding what you do? Uh, it tends to work better for well, here's the deal. If you're going to do a lead okay. magnet, it's much better to do sponsored content. Gotcha. Just so if the offer falls flat on its face, you only pay for the clicks that, that you used. Um, yeah. On sponsored in-mail, you're going to pay a whole bunch to send them out and no guarantee that anything is going to come of it. Right. Interesting. And because I mean, I, you know, my ear to the ground kind of thing, it just seems like sponsored in-mail has become so much more popular and Lord knows I'm seeing them, you know, in my inbox. And so what are some of the do's and don'ts then when looking to invest in this kind of advertising? Well, the best kind of thing that, that you can use sponsored in-mail for uh, is understanding that when you send one to a prospect, yeah. you own that prospect for the next 60 days. Um, there's a really tight frequency cap, which means as soon as you send someone one of these things, uh, for the next 60 days, they're ineligible to receive another one from any other potential advertiser. So uh, make the most of that. Um, they do tend to have a little bit of a, a longer life. You, you, you know, you'll send them out today and you'll see conversions coming in, you know, two, three weeks from now. And that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles. Um, the offer is probably the most important part, understanding that you're going to give them a special offer. You're going to make them stroke their ego, make them feel like they are special because they're receiving this. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, make sure you use the variable to insert their first name. You can also insert yeah. their company name into it. Oh, okay. So make it feel personal. Uh, and I think those are the, the big things, but you know, make sure that offer is something that's truly special. If you have an offer that's just go download this piece of content, much better to do in sponsored content. Gotcha. And so explain that 60 day thing again. So if you do sponsored in mail, then you can't send them another one until 60 days later or they can't receive any others from other people. They can't receive any from anyone else. So you send them a sponsored in mail, it sits in their inbox and then they won't get to see another one of that type of ad for 60 days. Um, oh, they'll still receive in mails from people they're connected to. They'll yeah. still receive recruiter pitches and things as, as you know, yeah. as to happen on LinkedIn. Yeah. They won't see a sponsored in mail ad. So how can you leverage that time period more effectively? I feel like uh, 
you well there's not a whole lot actionable here okay. it's really nice because you know you send it out and you go okay this this might be an expensive cost per click or cost per conversion but at least like i'm going to be in front of this prospect i bet they'll see me two or three times as they're going through their in-mail over the course of the next month or two months versus uh you know one of the other ads once they hit refresh on the page or scroll down they're gone so you, you had their their vision for you know a third of a second and then gone so it's you can leave a little bit more of a lasting impression but once they and that's the part where i'm confused i i, don't, I feel like linkedin doesn't really explain all of this very well or maybe i'm not looking on the right sites or something <laughs> but it's so if they they obviously get the email they just get the email once do they not Correct. Yeah, they, they get the in-mail once, but it sits in there. So let's say I've sent you an in-mail this week and then you get a, a sponsored in-mail and then your friend Rachel sends you one. Uh, that in-mail message, that ad is going to be sitting in between mine and Rachel's conversation uh, for the next 60 days. And so... So it's uh, like pinned? Is that what you mean? Uh, it, well, it's, it's in that timeline. So that means if you're in your in-mail messages and you scroll down, you'll continue to see it there for 60 days. Oh, um, okay. So it's not pinned to the top. That would be really nice, but that it's would not be cool. <laughs> yeah, I would pay for that. <laughs> Seriously. So it just, it basically, it stays in their quote unquote inbox. Exactly. Yep. So and that it's, visible. Yep. It's up to them to scroll down further to see it as they get more and more messages. But, um, it at least has that life. All righty. Well, that's cool to know. And what, so if someone's starting a sponsored in-mail uh, campaign, what are some realistic expectations when launching an ad? So, yeah. Average click through, sorry, average open rate is some, going to be somewhere around 50%. And so by that, you can judge basically your subject line. If your subject line is really good, you should see over half, uh, over half opens. Uh, if it's bad and it's not encouraging people to open, you'll see it you know, under, and then a click-through rate of over about 10% is, is good. So I'd call 10% average. Um, I had one client who, who showed me one of their in-mails yesterday and it was getting like a third of a percent or sorry, uh, like a 3% click-through rate and other stuff we'd ran for them was around 12%. So we looked at that and just said, Oh, that's terrible. So use those as benchmarks. Interesting. And I know like, what are the analytics back, uh, like in the background? So analytics will tell you your number of, uh, so all the other ads go by impressions, clicks, spend, and conversions. Um, okay. These ones open up a, a few intermediate metrics there. So you have, uh, you have sends, you have um, opens, you have clicks, mm -hmm. and then you have spend and conversion. So one extra step in there. Gotcha. And when you're setting up these um, in mails, because um, I know like within Facebook, how you target with boosting versus full on ads, they're different, right? One's more complex. What's it like in regards to targeting? Yeah, so you have all of LinkedIn targeting is exactly the same. Oh, You're okay. going to build this inside of your campaign manager and you'll get access to targeting by the whole suite. So job title, seniority, skills people have, uh, you know, groups they're members of, company size, company name, company industry. Um, so you have access to the full suite. You're not limited anywhere. And it's, it's fairly simple, um, but I, I can, of course, share how like targeting strategies. Yeah, absolutely. Tips on targeting, that'd be fabulous. Sure. So any type of prospect that I'm considering, I think of them in two halves. Number one, I think about the person themselves, their experience, their job title. And then I also think of what kind of company they're at. Because if someone comes to me and they say, hey, we sell to CFOs, I'm going to assume that they're probably 
wanting someone who has the job title of CFO at a company larger than, you know, two people. Right. Um, so uh, in the person side, I split them into four different types of targeting to see what's going to work better. Job title is kind of the, the default. It's where everyone goes, but that also kind of cranks the cost up a little bit. So if you can get by without using job title, it's going to be a little bit less expensive. There's also job function, which is what department someone sits in. So if you're going after, let's say CFOs, we can say uh, a finance job function and a C level or CXO seniority. And those two things are going to give you a CFO and it's going to be a cheaper click than if you went or, you know, a cheaper send than if you went with just job titles. Um, the third I like to think of is skills. So a skill plus seniority. So you might do finance skills with a CXO seniority in that case. And then groups, you might target just people who are members of CFO groups uh, or just finance groups with a C-level seniority. So that's number one, that's the person. And then number two is the company. Generally company size by number of employees is what you're going to start with. Right. So if you know it's larger companies, you might say 500 and above or 1000 and above or 5000 and above employees. Uh, but you can also go by company name, which we call account based marketing, the ability to just laser target and say, here's my list of oh, right, right. 200 companies I would die to work with. And then the third there is actually industry. And for those that, um, you know, I know I've uh, just starting out dabbling it in myself. So can you import your e-list or anything else that you can like, does it have lookalike audiences like Facebook does or custom oh. audiences? Yes. Great question. So you can import uh, email addresses and company names as, as lists. So uh, the nice thing is if you're used to Facebook and you have business addresses or even personal email addresses, you're going to have a higher match rate on LinkedIn because LinkedIn has uh, everyone's personal email addresses from how they signed up. And then they have a lot of people's business addresses. So if you're used to that five to 15% match rate, you might see on Facebook, mm -hmm. you're going to see you know, much higher on LinkedIn, which is great. Um, like I mentioned with account-based marketing, the ability to upload a list of company names mm -hmm. and target only them or suppress those, uh, like mm -hmm. keep them from seeing your ads is really cool. Yeah. Um, but when you mentioned lookalikes, Facebook's uh, lookalike engine is so, so good. Uh, LinkedIn does have one, but it's, it's really weak. Um, what you do is you build an audience and then there's a checkbox that says audience expansion and, yeah. uh, and then it, it will take your audience and, and expand it for you, but it's attached to the same campaign. You can't tell what results are like. Uh, so I would suggest stay away from that one. Okay. Well, that's interesting to know. Cause I would have thought that would have been like a no brainer to add on to. It's like, okay, if I have this group of people that are my list, I would love to target people that are just like that and maybe new to me. Um, yeah. And so does it have the ability to like retarget? Like yes. Facebook does? Yep. We do have retargeting. It's not nearly as powerful as Facebook's retargeting. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm selling a little bit like a broken record there, but, um, well, the I mean, Facebook is they're in everyone's, you know, homes and they're everywhere. Exactly. Plus Facebook uses cookies and yeah. user IDs and events to, to do all their, their tracking. Whereas LinkedIn is cookie based only, which means if I view uh, an ad from my desktop computer, my, my Android phone has no idea that I've already seen that ad. And so it might show it to me again versus Facebook is like, Oh, I don't care what device you're on. I don't care if I retargeted you in the middle of a video and now you're looking at a text ad. Uh, I, I can string all those together. But there is that ability. Um, 
what I recommend to people is drive the traffic from LinkedIn where you have tight control over who that audience is retarget them with your Facebook and your Google ads. And that's going to get them on the platforms that are the least expensive with the highest level of reach. And that's the whole goal of retargeting is just to be omnipresent in front of them where they are. People don't spend a tend to spend as much time on LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. And and that's, that's a great, uh, great advice for sure. That's a great uh, tactic. I like that. So is like, or is advertising in LinkedIn better for some industries than others? You know, just because I mentioned those uh, initial click costs are pretty high on sponsored content, it's, you know, between six and $9. Uh, it's a higher cost of entry there. And so because of that, you just need a larger deal size on the back end. So what I tell people is if you're in B2B, if you have a deal size, if you're going to make you know, so much money from a client uh, or over the lifetime value of having them that it's, you know, it's somewhere over about 15 K. Uh, then I think LinkedIn makes tons of sense. If you're much under that, it's might be hard to show an ROI. There are plenty of people doing it, but it's going to take some optimizing. Yeah. Interesting. So how long has LinkedIn been in the advertising game? Yeah. You know, actually since 2008, they came out with text ads and uh, when they rolled it out, it was with very little fanfare. So uh, they've been really gaining steam since they released sponsored content in 2013. So how much has it ramped up in the past year? Would you say, uh, it's hard for me to tell because when LinkedIn sold to Microsoft, um, now their quarterly earnings report uh, gets rolled into Microsoft's bigger one. Right. Um, So I haven't watched this closely, but, uh, it, just as a, a, a note from what I've noticed, I have a lot more people contacting me and asking me about LinkedIn ads, mm. uh, probably because they're now noticing it. So I see a lot more interest in it recently, uh, even in just the last year. Uh, but that could be just yeah. our business is growing too. You never know. Which is always great. But yeah, no, I hear more people talking about it, asking more questions um, than ever before. So yeah, that's what I thought I'd ask. Now, is it something that any entrepreneur can take on or is it like crazy involved? Um, I know again with retargeting and look light audiences and, you know, tracking and is it something that an entrepreneur entrepreneur can realistically take on? Yeah. I mean, it, here's the big challenge with LinkedIn is because the clicks cost more than on other networks, mm-hmm. uh, any mistake you make up front is, uh, is just kind of blown um, and accelerated there. So right. uh, I, I would definitely say, yeah, it's a fairly simple network to, to get to know, uh, to get your ads up and launched on. I've got a, an asset. If you go to b2linked.com, that's the letter B, the number two, and then the word linked.com forward slash checklist. Okay. Uh, it's the eight point checklist that we actually walk our clients through when nice. we go to onboard them. So these are the eight things that you need to do in order to launch. So feel free to, to download that asset. Asset, uh, use it uh, to get your own campaigns up. But if you start to feel like, oh man, I, I know this could be a lot more efficient. It might be worth working with someone like us, but I, I wouldn't tell you it's so complicated that an entrepreneur couldn't figure it out. That's good to know. And I know you provide training and you also do account management, of course, to take it off people's um, plates because you're clearly the expert on it. So how can people find out how you can help them? 
Yeah. If you go to b2links.com and either fill out the form, you can go to the pricing page and see which model works best for you. Our goal, I mean, we can do anything custom for you. Our goal is just to be the people who help out with LinkedIn ads. So if you need us to run them or if you need us to train you how to use them or just spot check or do an audit, anything along those lines, uh, we want to be there. So fill out the contact form and don't worry, you will not be contacted by a salesman. You'll talk to me and I don't sell. <laughs> awesome. No, I can vouch for you. You're a very giving and friendly guy. Um, yeah, because I know some clients I want to dabble in it a little bit more. So, so much appreciate your, your insight and your tips to open up people's eyes and see what's available in LinkedIn for advertising. Absolutely. Well, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me on your inaugural episode. <laughs> Awesome. Well, this week's 15 minute cruise to move the needle in your business has come to an end. The 15 minutes comes up fast. And I want to thank you, AJ, again, for, for being my first guest in this new format. Woo-hoo! You're most welcome. And I'll just exit here over the side of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Walk <Sploosh. the> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so folks, if you are looking to achieve faster growth through blogs, videos, podcasts, social media, and email marketing, Look no further than smoothbusinessgrowth.com. And of course, while you're there, be sure to grab your free copy of the client attraction system. So have a profitable and productive week, folks, and may the winds always be at your back. 